Hello, buddy. I'm FGA. Uh, Nobody cares. <laughs> Got him. And welcome back to another. FGA. <laughs> welcome back to another episode of Turkey Dazzle. Yes, friend. Um, the the Patreon exclusive podcast that only Spider Knife listens to. So, um, a quick bit of housekeeping out the way. This week we we've actually done some work. Um. This, Shocker. I know, right? Um, so, on Friday, myself, it was me, Smoothies, uh, Stefan, Miwa, David T. Lurker, and his girlfriend, Kat, and Skylar for one boat just jumped in the call halfway through, <laughs> recorded a few parts of Rayman 2. Hmm. And from what I understand, uh, Steven says we have one part left, which we're going to record next week, and then it's done. And um, then once that's done, we're going to move on and get Wind Wanker finished. Nice. Um, Wind Wanker. <laughs> you can't, that's, that's our world. You can't say that. Oh. You wank off. I've watched three episodes of Skins. I can start <sighs> saying British slang. No, you can't. <laughs> Racist. I started, I made Carrie laugh because uh, in that first episode, the, the dad's like a real uh, piece of shit. Harry Enfield. And I was like. Fam- oh. Framed English uh, sketch comedian, Harry Enfield. And I was like, I take it the dad's a bit of a tosser. You can't use our words, Theodore. Yeah, I can. <sighs> you fucking fell in. <laughs> um, we did that. Uh, Carrie and I actually have recorded about half of we have a new Holy Matcher movies, which I may just start making that a Valentine's Day tradition where this once okay. a year we'll just do what we were started recording for Atomic Blonde. So, uh, touch wood. Um, we'll be able to get that up and running for Valentine's Day. Carrie and I are also to- uh, toying around with the idea of both of us taking Valentine's Day off work, hmm. dumping bed at daycare, and just streaming us playing Kingdom Hearts 3 blind. Ooh. Because Carrie wanted us to stream it properly, but I was like, I, w- I want to finish the Wind Waker first. Like, yeah. So we might do... Oh, wait. Wind Waker. Oh, Wind Waker. Uh, the, the, Breath of the, the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Which we we did more yesterday, and it, it it's fun. I, I like doing that, but I thought I don't. I wanna, I wanna fucking get Breath of the Wild finished. Yeah. Um. And so we might just stream for that one day for Kingdom Hearts three, and then we'll just um, do everything else off camera type of thing. Um. So yeah, I know Stefan has. I believe he has. Rec- uh, he has Croc recorded. Ooh. Um. This I was over the weekend. I was I was meant to do a uh, Patreon only recording stream where I tried to do Ghostbusters two and Gremlins two both for the sorry new Ghostbusters two because there is a distinction. Ghostbusters two is the kind of side scroller that, that the ABGN first reviewed. Oh, uh, okay. New Ghostbusters two is like a Zelda overhead perspective, which gotcha. is actually a really fucking fun. It's made by How the makers of Kirby. Yeah. Really fucking fun game. New New Ghostbusters two. I'm not sure why they they made a second one, but I'm glad they did. Um, it's actually very faithful to uh, the movie. There's only five levels, but each level is like a key scene from the movie. Huh. In fact, the first one is the um, the courthouse mm-hmm. when the Ghostbusters, you know, uh, you know, uh, being arrested. Um, for the life of me, I cannot remember what level. Two, I think level two might be the sewers. Gotcha. Oh, I remember seeing this game. Okay. Yeah, level three is like Dana's apartment. Um, uh, level five, like the last level is um, 
the uh, the 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 museum gotcha. where Vigo is. Lost Level, I think, is legitimately creepy. It's got very creepy music, and for for some strange reason, there is pixelated blood all over the walls. Yes, on the last level. Yes, but um, yeah, uh, Gremlins Two is also a really fun uh, license game. Um, okay. Yeah, Gremlins Two does not feature the Gremlins theme though, whereas Ghostbusters Two. Has the Ghostbusters theme, and I think it even has for level four, the River of Slime. I want to say it has a a cover of the Bobby Brown song from Ghostbusters Two. Hmm. Um, sounds sounds very familiar. Oh yeah, that's a good song. No, man. I mean, it's still you know like in, to go to the quick, quick tangent as we normally do. Ghostbusters, what everyone remembers, Ghostbusters, obviously the theme song. Mm-hmm. But that whole soundtrack. Like, like, the key songs they use. If you buy the soundtrack, there's, like, two songs that are played as, like, back-end music when they, they're, like, eating dinner and shit. Yeah. But like, like, the main songs, like, um, Cleaning Up the Town, Saving the Day, Magic. Um, those, the, Ghostbusters has a really fucking good soundtrack. And also a really fucking good score by Elmer Bernstein. To, to go off on another tangent, <laughs> something I really hate. Is when a score for anything like a video game or a movie or a TV show is put on, is released, uh-huh. freshly released, and what they put on the soundtrack is not what is used in the product. Okay. One of the biggest examples of this is it's if you buy the SA2 score, yeah, it's like a big thing like the um the cutscene, the the hero side cutscene where Sonic it opens up where Sonic jumps out the the, the helicopter. Yeah. There's a thing... The hey, ver- what's he doing? <laughs> the version on the soundtrack is a piece of music called Let's Make It, which starts with brass, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. The version in the game, it's commonly referred to as In the Beginning, and it starts with just a kind of that, that sweet bass, like... And then when Sonic jumps out of the, out the, um, the helicopter, that's when the brass kicks in. Mm. But for whatever reason, the soundtrack version starts with brass over over the bass. Oh, I've always, okay. you know, I've, I've I've run into June so many times. I've always been being like, "Hey, Jude, what the fuck?" <laughs> you know, um, uh, so, I don't remember. <coughs> that is my answer. That's my answer. There's another one, which is what I was going to use to tie the Ghostbusters piece of music called the uh, cutscene track called Madness, which is um, in Last Story when Knuckles and Sonic make their way to like the Emerald Altar. On the Ark, where the Bible Lizard comes out, and there's oh, a moment yeah. where, they, where they're standing there. Wait. I'm like, where am I? <laughs> I have no plot motivation. When uh, when Shadow just kind of walks past and goes, I'll handle this, you get to the altar. In the game, when, not, when Shadow enters the frame and walks past Sonic and Shadow, like a drum beat starts. Okay. That isn't on the soundtrack version. Likely in Ghost in Ghostbusters. What's funny is that what's funny is that when when the the two examples that you've given, I think I've thought I've thought of other tracks that feature those those instruments. Oh, yeah. And I'm like I'm like wait a minute they do and I'm like eh, I don't know specifically. And then on on the Ghostbusters score album that was released a few years back, one of my favorite one of my favorite probably one of the most iconic scenes in the movies when they find when they come across um, Goza. And it's the bit where the bank was like, okay, this chick is toast. <laughs> you want to grab your stick, heat it up, make it hard. Ready. 
Um, again, in that bit, when they, when they like, get in their line and kind of, like, walk towards Goza, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of, like, army drum beat starts. Yeah. Not on the soundtrack version. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's the best fucking part of that piece of music is when the drum kicks in. Um, and that, both times I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> um, so I forget what, what the, why, why have I got onto that detour, but I'm, I get very annoyed when people release things that's Because we were talking about Ghostbusters, so. Which is like, I don't. No, it's like if, if if um if things are added, like several one of my favorite score ever made, it's it's Vince DeCola's score to the nineteen eighty six cult classic, The Transformers the Movie. Multiple bits of music on that score are longer or have like extra moments. Like there, there's a moment in, in Death of Optimus Prime when um when in, in the movie in the movie itself when like Prime is like when the, the color in, in Transformers Lost Prime when Transformers died they go grey and there's this, this the moment in, in the movie when Arthur's Prime finally goes grey and for no reason his head turns to the side um <laughs> but, like the soundtrack score has this like little note that kind of goes like and then the movie goes and then once he goes grey it starts with this like drum going like dun 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 as his head turns and Daniel starts crying on the, on the on the CD version, that they play this like f- this um kind of like seven second somber version of the Autobot theme before it goes into the. So I assume they say there was multiple times because Vince Vaughn says for that movie he scored off storyboards, and there there's like fifteen minutes worth of or no, there's like they say a lot of stuff that was just removed in storyboarding. So like, I I don't necessarily have a problem if they're longer, but don't release it if it's either shorter or it's missing instrumentations. Gotcha. Because that's not what I want. So, what else do we do this week? Not a lot. And that's our podcast for the week. Good night, everybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we have... Uh, those two are, are recorded. Um, and then, yeah, so once we get... Rayman and Wind Waker done, when Chris has more at least footage ready, we'll do that. He currently has the Raws for part five done. Um, we always would like to do it. So when he gets a few more parts done, we'll do more Unleashed... Um, and then I think once once Rayman, once Windmaker was also done and edited and online and everything, then Stephen, meanwhile, myself will probably go back to doing Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I will obviously still be doing Simpsons the, 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 the whole time. I'm waiting for the poll to end. I made the mistake of of because I was I did, for parts. I want to say what fourteen and fifteen. Um, the Yeti wasn't plugged in, so it recorded off the the Computer. laptop mic, yeah. and it sounds pretty fucking dreadful. So I put up a Twitter poll saying, you know, explaining. That. I said, "Do you want us to, you know, re- keep it, redo it?" And I made the mistake of putting in a unfunny random third option that was just called unfunny random third option, and, and, that, and that's like the most. Everybody's choosing unfunny random third option. Yes. Um. So I need to stop doing that, but um. I'll I'll wait for the poll to end and we'll see what's in second place. I think at the moment we do it's winning. So what I might just do is just take those because I I think there's some there's some okay bits in there. Um, what I might just do is but uh, one or two. You know I I might just either way pay, patrons will be able to watch them. You know they they might just end up being like you know patron exclusive pass what have you. I might take like a 30 second clip, put it on Twitter, and be like, does this sound too bad? And then, you know, because some people may be like, you know what, I can, I think it's pretty, I, I myself 
would not watch a part that sounded as bad as this does. Uh, Other people may be a bit less sooner than I am. True, you are. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so a couple weeks ago, one of our local movie theaters posted on Facebook that um, that they were uh, they had they were hiring for um, certain positions, and <laughs> Gareth is a stickler for. Um, Decent audio quality, at least on things that like matter. No, and this this was an audio. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, I understand. As well as aspect ratios, mm-hmm. and so <laughs> the post says like you know we're hiring you know positions at this movie theater, and Gareth comments on the on the uh, the post and said, "Are you hiring a new projector so that films will be shown in their correct aspect ratio?" <laughs> Because both times I've seen Bumblebee and Spider-Verse that were filmed in, Ooh. I'm not sure the exact ratio, but anamorphic, most likely a 235-1 aspect ratio. But they, they were being shown in standard 185-1 or 16 by 9 So it, it was most egregious with Bumblebee. Because this part I'm saying, like, you're cutting off Optimus Prime's fucking head. Like, what he's doing, he's nobody looking at this. Uh, you know, it's like I used to like going to the tavern because they used to be good screenings, you know, and, and like decent food, decent food, and also you could eat and watch at the same time. Say that would save me. You go to two different places where I have you save some time. Um, but I may just start going like the Linux never fucks up that, but the Linux has never fucked up aspect ratio. Yeah. So that's what I'm just like. What the fuck, man? What are you guys doing? Seriously, it's it's a the only. But I just, that was just such a you moment. And, and they responded like, oh, if you have any problems, please DM us and we can sort this out. I'm like, you're not going to fucking fix it. Because you would have fixed it when it happened. I'm also 90% sure Aquaman was in the wrong aspect ratio as well when I sort of, I got to stop going there, man. They keep showing everything in 16 by 9. <laughs> just, I, I was just, I was very tickled by that moment and I was like, I was like, that's just, just such a Gareth thing to say. And I'm not saying you're wrong, and I'm not saying you're you're being too, like, particular about it. If but I just pay like, to see a fucking movie, I want to see the full fucking image. I understand. I just... I, I just know that you're the... <laughs> you feel so strongly about it that when, that when the movie theater's Facebook page posts something, you're just like, this is it. This is my opportunity. This is my time. <laughs> this, is my, this is my time to shine. <laughs> Because I always feel bad going in, because, like, the people you meet, uh, they're not going to be part of the fucking, you know, I don't even know if they have projectionists. They may just, because it's all digital now. Oh, yeah. They may just be like, fucking play. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, it's annoying. I, I should I should deal and be like, hey, give me money back. Um, so, yeah, so we have some cool shit planned. I know that um, I'm going to get back in contact with Steven. I think we're going to do some updates to... Twitch, maybe up change to the overlays. I know we've had we've had some people asking about like custom emotes and stuff. So making a contact with Spider Knife, see if we can make some of those and uh, that'd be cool. Uh, look into um, look into like pop ups for when say um, like someone subscribes or something. I don't want to pre wreck the Red Little Media gaming stream before they shut down. There's that thing where every time someone like donated or subscribed, you would there'd be a pop up, 
and you would hear Rich D. Rich Evans go, oh my god! Like, that to me just sounds obnoxious. I, I get why some people might enjoy that, but like, if you're that's why that, I don't understand when they're like the bigger channels have them because it's constant. Like, um, if we did it maybe once every fifth stream, we might get one person. Yeah. But if we do it, I suggest we use the uh, my old text ringtone when I was seventeen. That's passion hell, Karis, You think the slime? <laughs> I that'd be funny. <laughs> and then we just flash Bazooka's face on the screen as it happens to freak people out. It's like it's just like those old fucking um, those old like the, the maze game. Oh yeah. <laughs> Maybe you would unsubscribe. <laughs> they haven't. If they don't unsubscribe off the Pizza Quest, I don't. I don't know what we can do to possibly make them unsubscribe. Was Pizza Quest really the most hated thing we've ever done? You know what? I think it was just. The, I think if we had it labeled it Pizza Quest, and I think I would take responsibility for this if I hadn't used just an image of a pizza with the words Pizza Quest one to six. I don't think people would have been as, as annoyed. Um. As as they were. Yes, please continue to be annoyed with your free content. Don't oh no, Theodore, don't think that's not. <laughs> don't think that's not. <laughs> right, Bob Mackey. Well, I'm just... Am I wrong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I had a lot of fun with Pizza Quest, so I'm just saying. You and, you and I had so much hope. It would have been fun, better if we got the fucking pizza that we never fucking you know, got. Whenever, whenever I say the word hope, and this is really weird. New hope? That I have an association with this. Uh, whenever I say the word hope, it always reminds me of um, the way that Dan Castellaneta says hope in that episode when... Um, remember when he hates the Springfield Isotopes? And then he finds out that they're in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And he walks out of the bar and he comes right back in and he's all dressed up in their gear and stuff. And then Ken Ken Brockman like comes around and he's like he's like this is a true fan of the Springfield Ice Stones. He's like, well, Ken, I never gave up hope. <laughs> Just the way he says hope in that moment is is the one instance of the word that sticks out to me whenever I say it. Oddly specific, but okay. Yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Oddly specific references. <laughs> I just killed the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I think I think that that's what we've we've done. So um, that covers FT show. In terms of, of IRL, nothing at all interesting happened this week. How's it, DJ? Gee, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I got engaged. It's like four days ago. Get over it. <laughs> That's a very uh, made of honor type talk. <laughs> I want to play that video. I want to play the audio. <laughs> so TJ, because we've we've we we go peek peek a little behind the scenes, just say that we've known for a while. This is what happened. Yeah. Um, and so as soon as it did happen, for some reason I thought it was going to happen at at the um at the weekend. I don't know why. Was it was Wednesday we did it? Was it Thursday? Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, we so, were gone Thursday. For some reason, I just I just thought because you said. When you told me first you were going away out a week, as I assume it'd be Saturday. But I know that um, I guess there was an issue with my phone. Where like, um, we have a big group text chat with me, TJ, uh, Jonathan, uh, my friends uh, Jack and and Jeff, and all, all of our significant others. And um, 
there was a time like two years ago where a separate a separate text chat was made because you guys were talking about going to Heroes Con. Yeah. And I was like, I don't give a fuck about this. I ain't going. And I think a second one was made for some. A second a second text chat was made for no. It was for the the, the year that um. Kerry threw me a surprise party. She made a second text chat. That's yep. And so when um, Kerry said she got a bunch of messages about but the thing, I didn't get anything. So I thought that by accident that second one had been used. But then about four hours later, about 15 messages just crashed my phone. <laughs> um, and so I made it because I said to TJ, I said er, um, TJ's uh, now fiance, Erin, I want to be made of honor. And she says she's taking video submissions. So this is, is the video um, I, I sent to her. Um, my name is Gareth Jamie George Briggs. I'm here to apply for the role of Maid of Honor at the Stouffer Flav... Flav... What's your last name? Flavin. That's the one. Well, it's going to be Stouffer anyway, Zoo. Yes. At the uh, Stouffer Flavin uh, wedding. Why well, I believe I should be the Maid of Honor is... Because I will do everything in my power to keep your husband um, as, as upset and sad and depressed as possible. I will threaten him with, with peanut butter or any type of butter or sticky substance on his face. I will constantly remind him how better you are and how much better you can do than him. And to keep things really interesting, I'll just take his phone away and say I'm going to go through it. And, of course, threatening to remove and or set on fire his collection of One Piece uh, memorabilia, cause of our saying. I hope you will accept my uh, application, and I look forward to uh, making your husband's life more of a living hell than I already do in the future. You can't see it. I end the video, I end the video just by waving for five seconds. <laughs> That's what killed us. <laughs> this is this is the first version we did, and Kerry, Kerry, the, Kerry was in the room when I recorded this. This is the first version I, I recorded. Hey, you can check off Fart Loud on your check-off list. Kerry is obsessed with, if, if I'm trying to do something, she should be going like... <laughs> she got you good, fucker. <laughs> yeah, so now you're engaged, your life's over. Good job. Let's just be gay. What? <laughs> no. Yeah. That's how life works. Yeah, it is. So you basically say that you've wasted 27? Yeah. 27? Do you think the last 27 years of life have been worthless? Eh. Mostly just one piece and nerdery. <laughs> I look at you've known her for like 10 years. No, much longer than that. So you're saying, so, am I saying that that is important? I didn't say that. You kind of did. You put words in my mouth. You said your life begins now. I'm not following. Call back podcast and alcohol. Read back what he said. Look, Gareth, it's not in the budget anymore. <laughs> you have to get rid of the podcast stenographer. Why is FTCL going out of budget? 60 bucks games, 20 bucks podcast hosting, 100 bucks mic, 
twelve thousand dollar podcast and hook of a Grab my budget! My my our partner our our LP group is starving. Smoothies are starving. Do you wanna fire the throw of a No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I <coughs> I know I told you about this before. But uh last night I rewatched um this documentary that I, I really enjoy. And it's a documentary about um, the... So in the 1980s, there was a rival to Chuck E. Cheese called Showtime Pizza. Bucky Bees? Yeah, Bucky Bees. <laughs> just throw bees at kids. Chuck Entertainment Cheese. Chuck Entertainment <laughs> That's his name. Charles Fromage. <laughs> um, but... Uh, so it was, a, it was a rival company called Showtime Pizza. And actually, Showtime Pizza are the ones that, that um, founded the animatronic band. Oh, so really? they, yeah, they hired a guy. So was Chuck E. Cheese before that then? Chuck E. Cheese, they had animatronics, but they, were, they weren't full body. Um, they were a lot... were That's horrifying. They were more like puppet-like. Like, they kind of like... I can't remember what show it is. There was some like old variety show... Where there was like, um, it wasn't like Yeehaw or something where they, they opened like the window, the doors like on a wall yeah. and then like people, there was just like talking heads. That was also yeah. the, the Batman TV show. Oh, they did all the Batman. Remember Batman and then Robin would like scale a building like so everybody's coming and going like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so the, so they hired this guy and he developed these sophisticated animatronics and he created a, a quote unquote band. Called the Rocket Fire Explosion. Yo the birthday, yo the birthday, yo the birthday, boy or girl. <laughs> What's your name, Bart Simpson? Do you want me to sing you a song? Hell no, hell no. <laughs> um, and actually, the they they actually composed all their own music too. Like not the not the animatronic band. Oh, like the, you gave them real instruments, you fools. <laughs> the band, the the or the 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 company hired a real band or real musicians. And they composed original music for okay. the band to play instead of like at Chuck E. Cheese where they do covers. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so I guess what ended up happening was they opened up two hundred um, stores in the United States, and those are restaurants. Was it restaurants? Restaurants. Um, that's just what they, they say. Stores. Oh, gotcha. That's fucking wrong, but whatever. Um, so they opened up two hundred of them, and when they hit two hundred, they were like, "Okay, we are hemorrhaging money." <laughs> Was just no one going there? No, no, no. It wasn't that nobody was going there. It was that the animatronics were stupidly expensive. They're fucking robots! What do you expect? (laughs) So, um, but the documentary is crazy because, obviously, so what ended up happening is that that, um, the company decided to merge and rebrand. So they bought out Chuck E. Cheese and, um... They, the, because they, the company didn't own the band, they, um, they told that, because the, the, the band was like, the characters were a separate entity than, like, the animatronics. That's dumb. So, um, so that's, 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 that Sega levels are fucking exactly. amazing. So this is, this is, this is the dumb part. So they, they bring the guy in, the guy who owned the company that built the animatronics and everything. Okay. And they told him, Okay. You sell us the copyrights to the characters, and we'll keep them in the stores. If and we give you no money, okay? Or what? 
Yeah, they say we will give you no money, but you give but you give us the rights, the, the rights to the characters. Or if you don't, we're going to, to we're going to strip down the animatronics and rebrand them as the Chuck E. Cheese characters. Still use the animatronics, but they're no longer going to be your characters. And this is the only way that the characters that you created are going to live on. And the guy, like... What fucking pieces of shit? The guy in Defiance was like, no, I believe in this. And so he took took the licensing of the characters and, like, ran with it. And so the last, so the first, like, hour of the documentary... Well, I'm, I'm sorry, just, just to... to comment. So, that, that, didn't he own the patent for the animatronics? No. The company owned the animatronics because they hired him to make them. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, but yeah, the characters were su- were ones that he created, so that's why he owned the copyright to the characters. Gotcha. I mean, granted, I don't know this for sure, but I'm assuming that's why they were allowed to use the the characters would be the property of the. Company. I don't understand why they didn't just chuck him like ten grand or something. Like, I, why? If, if it was worded that way, we'll give you nothing. Yeah, that's literally what the guy says. I mean, that's from his perspective. Obviously, gotcha, he has gotcha. a he has a bias to it, but but anyway. Um, I believe in these characters. Essentially, that's what he said. <laughs> and I mean, they're really generic. For, uh, if I'm being honest, I'll have to show it to you once once we're done. But um, so the first like, the first like 45 minutes of the documentary are just all these people who just like it's grant, granted these things don't exist anymore. Okay, so there's all these people who have like a cult fascination. The one, the one no, Chuck E. Cheese still exists. The Rockefeller oh, explosion no longer exists. So it's all these people who have a cult fascination with the Rockefeller explosion, these animatronics and stuff. And I mean, like, there's guys, there's guys who like have a bunch of merchandise, and then there's a guy who actually has the band, like in his, like he has it in a, um, in a warehouse. Well, he's fucking Halloween soldiers. Well, actually, so that so want. that guy, that guy, um, that guy actually drummed back up interest in the band because he took. He took the animatronics and he um, synced them to uh, uh, more relevant music. So, like, like they he put them on YouTube. People were just like, "Smack my bitch up!" Yeah, Smack my bitch <laughs> actually, up. the first video he put out was Miss New Booty. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so then the last the last thirty minutes of the documentary is just footage of the guy, you know, the the guy who created these he characters. Created yeah, he is now alone. In a warehouse. And it goes from like... It goes from like he has all these... All these like half-finished plans and stuff that he hasn't done yet. And he starts walking like deeper and deeper into this... Into this abandoned warehouse that he's... That he still works in. And like he walks in the costume room and he's like... He's like it's How some... does he make his money? I have no idea. But he's like... it's At some point, somebody could use this stuff. And then... And then sitting in a warehouse for thirty years. Yeah, okay. And then he walks in. He walks into um, <clears throat> where they did all the like the the um, the rubber molding and stuff for the animatronics. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and you can tell like like as they keep going deeper in this facility, he's like going deeper into madness. <laughs> and he he like takes this mask off the wall, and he's like he's like, see this one, it's not very good because we put used too much rubber on it, but I'm sure somebody could use it. <laughs> And then, and then, like they get to the very end, and and you can like he's showing all these like workstations, and he's like he's like yeah these tools I've just left them where they were for twenty years, because eventually somebody's going to use them, because someday somebody's going to ask me to bring back the rock fire explosion, and we're going to need all this stuff when that happens. <laughs> it's a fucking horror movie. Yeah, dude, it's uh, it's insane. Someone's going to be. 
Somebody's gonna need to use me at some point. I better answer. Go ready. Bill's house. Jim's house. That's fucking. That's a horror, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagine the documentary crew be like, "What the fuck have we got?" We do This is my my favorite part. Is that so? Um. So, <laughs> so they're walking through the warehouse, and there's like there's like a a, a smaller like hallway, and. uh he's walking by and the guy goes don't step in that and he, like, like the camera pans real quick and it looks it just looks like rusty water like like it just just kind of like water came yeah. in and whatever and the guy goes we need to get that tested we haven't we haven't we haven't tested it yet but it's sticky so i don't don't step in <laughs> i really need to show you this because it's just it's insanity did you just go with that joke off of that one today? Like, what the fuck? It's <laughs> a giant... It's sticky. I don't know what's happening in there, but it's sticky. It's sticker. <laughs> well, I haven't been joking off her. I've been joking out of Bro's house or Fred's house. Oh, Fred's house. I've been joking out of my house, little Fred. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What other documentary code again? The Descent into Madness? The Rockefeller Explosion Story? I think it's literally just called a Rockefeller Explosion Documentary. What's it on? It's I it's on, I found out on YouTube. Oh, but is it on like Hulu or like Netflix or anything? Uh, I don't, know, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> so it's made on YouTube. I would love it if that was me. If that was like that was us making it. After he was talking, or, or, or like you know, uh, I still point somebody would would want this. I would just want to pull like a Harry Hill esque look to the camera and just be like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like shake my head like what? That fucking look you give me whenever I, I say a joke that doesn't land, and you're just like, what, what, <laughs> what? <laughs> That's like whatever. I fucking, I still love Harry Hill had the show. It was called TV Burp. And it was just once a week, he would just review clips from TV shows. Uh, and whenever there was something particularly stupid, he would just look the camera. He wouldn't even say anything. He would just, like, you know, it was a standard, he would sit at a desk, but there was like a, a third camera to his side. And this is gonna not going to work, play audibly on this podcast but there was a camera to his side and he would just turn and give this look like <laughs> I missed that show I got to see one of the last tapings of that show before they they, they uh, ended it it's a fun show nice I took uh, as, as my date I, I got I scored two free tickets I took the uh, owner of the Sonic Stadium we went to go see Harry Hill and got Pizza Hut I moved to America. Awesome. And he blocked me on social media. What? No joke, man. <laughs> oh, but the whole the whole reason that I, I uh, the whole reason that I, I started um, I watched that documentary again was because over the weekend I went to Aaron. I went to uh, Jungle Cheese. No, Jungle Gems. And uh, oh, in the fun. Yeah, I want to go. I need to like. I I walked a bunch of overtime this week, so I'm going fucking Jungle Gems. Spend my money. <laughs> Um, by which the way, one, which one did you go to? The one in Cincinnati. There's two of them. Oh. oh uh, the one, was that the one next to the, um, the, like, Highway 55 diner? I don't think so. Because that's the... I didn't see any any diner. Okay, because there, there, there is a... There is a one... Because there's, there's two... There's two jungle gyms. They're pretty close to each other. I think they're both in the Cincinnati area. Okay. Um, cause when I went for my 
back surgeries. Uh-huh. It was it was by the jungle gyms. And one of them, remember, I told you, I think, I, I forget. I forget oh, okay. Maybe I went w- w- with my friend Samantha there. And I think one time Carrie and I went to it. Um, Is this the one you went to? Yeah, with the big train thing sticking out. Gotcha, okay. You, yeah, you, I you went to the, the other one. one. I, yeah. think, I think I've been to the other one as well. But that one, on to the side, there, there's a, um, like a kind of steak and shake-esque, like 50s burger joint. With really good burgers. Like you're saying, one day, when we've decided we don't want to live past 60, <laughs> we should take a road trip to the CC's Pizza up there, go to the burger joint, and then just go in Jungle Gyms. Yeah. And buy all the, all the so candy I, and shit So there. what I'm wondering is, did the other Jungle Gyms have... Uh, this one had... Oh, re- God! Get in the fire! It had repurposed Chuck E. Cheese animatronics. Oh, I don't... Oh, I, I don't... I don't recall so. I know in, in the one the other one... There's a fucking little cinema you can go in and sit down. Really? And watch a movie about, like, the, the owner of Jungle Dad's Culture Intensity. <laughs> and watch the um, video about, like, the, the creation slash owner of Jungle Gyms. Uh-huh. And it's like, what the fuck? This is a supermarket. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and they had a Chucky... Or they had a, a cereal animatronic band. Jungle Gyms is the... You know what? Normally, though, I went to the... That's fucking horrifying. <laughs> Um, yeah, when you when you walk in, that's the first thing you see, and it just goes, "Hello, welcome to Jungle Jail." <laughs> oh god! Um, and the big one there's they have this like you know, no, not it, that one, the big one, the big one, <laughs> the one at the bottom, the one at the bottom. So everyone who doesn't know Jungle Gyms, it's like it's if anyone's ever been to a Maya, and everyone doesn't know what a Maya is, Maya is like a Walmart, but uh, Maya has that kind of world food aisle. Mm-hmm. Imagine that, but like a store. Imagine like like a Walmart, but like ten Walmarts put together. Yeah, that's how big Jungle Jungle Gyms is fucking massive, and it's all full of world food. Yep. Um, there. Like, yeah, I mean, obviously they're just domestic food, but they they essentially just have brands. They have different more of they, everything. They import shit. Is essentially yeah. what it is. Um, which is great because uh, our friend Chris, not McConnell's fan, but a different Chris. I, I know too many Chris's. There was a UK import store near his house called Wise, which I thought was funny. Welsh, Irish, Scottish, English. Oh, nice. There would import stuff, so sometimes I would go there and pick up some, like, you know, English, like, candy or desserts. Oh, by the way, I got you some Maltesers. Oh, thank you. So I would go and get some Maltesers. But Wise would often, they'd be really expensive, which I get because of of the import, because, you know, um, it was one little company, one little store doing it. But they were also often out of date. I was like, <laughs> but Jungle Gyms is my god. There's, they have this like little this like closed off room that is just hot sauce. Yeah, and like I have seen, I've been in like the hot sauce room. Imagine, imagine going to a gas station with. And like, but the gas station has like a pretty decent sized store. Yeah. This is like two of those put together of just fucking hot sauce. Yep. I went there, I saw one, it was um, called something like, uh, uh, Spank My Ass and Call Me Sally. And I sent a picture of that to my friend Sally back home. Like, Look at this. <laughs> I know I'm getting you for your wedding. I got a, I got a hot sauce called Smoking Pineapple. Pineapple flavored hot sauce? Yeah, pineapple flavored hot sauce. And uh, oh. so it was funny because I bought it 
and then I took it home and I, I looked it up to see how like see how it compared to different hot sauces. And when you do that um, before you buy it, it was I was kind of in a hurry. And um, you can't rush through jungle gyms. It's too big. I know it's way too. I I was stressed out. I, was like, <laughs> I can't see everything. I can't see. I can't see. And um, so the guy who reviewed it, he was like, he was like, it's not too hot. Um, it, it, I guess it was made with uh, chipotle peppers, which are pretty low, like on the mm-hmm. the heat scale. And then I took mine and I was looking at the ingredients. And I guess since that guy reviewed it. They they upped the recipe. Oh yeah, and now they're it's made with ha- uh, habaneros. And I, now, I don't nothing about pepper. Is that how pepper? Very, very hot. Yeah. Um. So I I tried it last night and it was pretty hot, but um, it was good. Okay. Yeah. I'm not much being raised in England with a a. I think it would be. Um, I yeah, think you have a pretty mild palate. I think the cold the English the standard English palate bland is an insult to blandness. <laughs> um, but so yeah, I am. I I like most of my brethren. We are not uh, genetically engineered for spicy food, so mm. I I tend to stay at the moderate to mild end of the uh, spectrum. Because I'm just like, I mean, do, is it the taste or is it just the fact that it's spicy? Because I'm like, like you could, you could you could you replicate? So that one, the one that's pretty hot, could you replicate that taste without the spice without the the like it, like it tasted like acid. I'm sure you could. Um, I don't know why. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't know why I like spicy foods. I just do. Um, I think it just adds a, a d- different element of flavor to it. Um, I don't even know how you would classify it. Tastes it, like burning. <laughs> it does taste like burning sometimes. I mean, I don't go for like the extraordinarily hot, but I mean, Kevin does. So far, I... Or just dump a food in acid. If I can try that. So far, I can take it. Um, that's like some guy at work. Um, it was funny. This guy at work kept egging on uh, one of my coworkers. Um, did you, have you seen those videos of the guys trying the one chip challenge? There, there's, there's a company that makes um, chips using like different variations of, of peppers. And one of the hottest peppers in the world is called the ghost pepper. And... Uh, they, they they used to sell a container that, that had one chip in it. And it was like a, a joke that you were supposed to like the one chip challenge. Well, now they, they sell them just as regular a regular bag of chips. And uh, so when my coworkers finally got a hold of one and brought it in and gave it to my other coworker and was like, was like there you go. Now we can try it. And he was ner- he likes hot stuff, but he was nervous to try them. And I walked over and I was like, still haven't tried that yet? And he goes, no way, man. I was like, I'll try it. And a bunch of people like gathered around and I just popped one in my mouth. Dude, he's crazy. I just popped one in my mouth and I was like, it's not bad. So not wanting to be outdone, he grabbed one and put it, put it in his mouth. And he was having like a reaction to it. Like, like he couldn't handle the heat. And, um, they were like, they're like, oh, if you're so tough, why don't you eat another one? And I was like, all right. So I ate a second one and he was like, God damn it. And then he ate a second one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'd love it if you had just acted. You go, it's not so bad, fine. And you go back to your desk and your face just melts. <laughs> like like from Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then, <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> just a scared to that. That was fine. Do another one. No, I'm good. It's not too hot. I'm going to take the rest of the day off. <laughs> unrelated reasons. Personal time. <laughs> 
I got your face be melted off too with the Mickey Mouse for some reason. Oh, hot dog indeed. <laughs> there was a video where like, there was just, I think maybe it was, it was one of those peppers they, they, ate, they ate raw. And it was like you had to last like, it was either 15 minutes or like half an hour. And it's just, it's like a, it cuts between time. It's like, you know, eat it like one minute. Like, oh, oh, you know, and I was like, ain't too bad. You know what? I think this is going to be okay. Like, 10 minutes in. And it gets to that, it's like, so what they do is like crying. <laughs> they have to wait, like, and then they just, they just devour ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> it gets to it. Um, and Kevin Hart was like, would you ever do this? Like, fuck no, I would not do that. <laughs> you fucking stupid. That reminds me of, uh, I don't know if I ever brought it up on this podcast, but a couple weeks ago, I got really into, um, there's this guy, this guy on YouTube who hosts a wildlife show. Steve Irwin? No. I have some bad news for you, but I told you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I told I Now you got my whip. I talked about it on, um, when we had Bro's Giving a couple months ago. But, um, <laughs> yeah. He, uh, his, like, the bread and butter of his videos. Like, I mean, these aren't all his videos. Most of his videos are just him, like, exploring the wilderness and, like, like giving, uh, you know, information on a bunch of different animals and stuff like that. But the videos that get the most views on his channel is, I think it was a year ago, he set out to climb the, um, they call it the Insect Pain Index, where it's, I guess, I don't know how long ago, but this guy wrote a book detailing his experience, or I don't know if it was a book or if it was just he created the scale, detailing his experience on being stung by all these different creatures that supposedly have the world's like most, I wouldn't call them deadly, but painful stings. Okay. What the fuck is this guy's problem? I know. So this uh, this guy on YouTube was no, like, I have a ways to get famous, dude. So this guy on YouTube went out and he was like, he was like, I'm gonna test him out for myself. And so he just traveled the world and got stung by all these different creatures. I be like episode one, regular B. Ow, fuck this. <laughs> Show's over! <laughs> so the, this, this is the craziest part. The, this is how I found his YouTube channel. He So he goes down to uh, Costa Rica because, um, so he did all these, he did all these stings and then all these people in the comments were like, now you have to get stung by, I can't remember what they called it. Um, it was like the hunter wasp. Oh, God. And it was supposed to be like terrible. And the guy was like, okay, so he goes down there. Why would he do this? I don't get he this. goes down there and he gets stung by it and he's just like, it's not that bad. I don't know why everybody said that. And then they're, they're walking and they see this giant bug and they're like, what is this? And it's not registered on any, like, the, the like they, they find out what it is, but they can't tell, like, how bad the sting is. So he stings himself with it. And it like it's like radiates pain. So after like a couple minutes, he's like, "Okay, it's starting to go down." Nope, it's getting worse. <laughs> and it just like keeps coming in waves. Where he's like, "All right, I think it's getting better." Nope. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> what would you do that for? Why? Why? <laughs> Oh my god! You crazy ass fool! What the yeah, fuck? seriously, I gotta show you one of these because it's just like what? Oh, he's making good money for being a fucking belly in like I mean, that. I mean, dude, he's got he's got like millions of subscribers. We should just start stabbing you on camera then. 
different knives. See which one hurts the most. Come on. I see, uh... Fucking crazy town, dude. His YouTube channel has 13 million subscribers. Damn. Yep. So, you know something? You know something that's that's been happening um, online. There's like there's a meme that's come around that I every time I see it, it makes me laugh. Okay. It's the like Shaggy from Scooby Doo. It's like some kind of like all powerful god. I I just saw that today. <laughs> and it's just it's always him doing, doing things like like Shaggy likes defeats <laughs> defeats Thanos. But but he only has to use one percent of his power. And stuff like that. <laughs> and so these people have taken these clips, these like stills from behind the scenes interview from the first live action Scooby Doo movie with like all the actors, and it's stuff like um, Sam Michelle Gellar with like the subtitle text, but like we can only we can only work with Shaggy for five seconds at a time, <laughs> otherwise the overwhelming scope of his power would murder us all. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know what's funny? Matthew Lillard, who portrayed live-action Shaggy in Scooby-Doo 1 and 2, and has been the voice, the regular voice of Shaggy, I want to say, since Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, since that show, he's done, he's voiced Shaggy and everything. Somebody, like, tweeted at him, at him, and his response was, that's just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, my favorite meme now. I got fucking, every time I see it, I just... I just fucking love it. Oh my god. Did you see Smoothie's bot milk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, we were in a Discord call when he made that. Well, I guess technically Stefan made the image and then Steven put it on the like, PS4 thing. <laughs> yeah. I love the fucking the, the mature rating for bot milk. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Have you. <laughs> fucking bot um. milk. Jeff's Chris showed me because uh, he he texted me one day and he was like, "What is Big Chungus?" <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, sent me a video <laughs> of this guy and he walks up to his brother and he says, "He says, hey, I was gonna get this for you." You told me, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, I I I get the image, but what is the name? I, I don't get the name. Is has no contact with the Bugs Bunny image. From what I understand. The the word Chungus came from one of those Gamergate guys. It was like it was like a term he made up for somebody that just sounded stupid. So um, it's a funny sounding word. I'll give him that. You yeah. Know? So I think I think that I think that somebody just took the the picture of the fat Bugs Bunny and was which Bugs like, Bunny who's imitating Elmo Fudd. That's why yeah, he's yeah. that big. Yeah. I looked I, I looked it up because I was just like, where the fuck did this come from? Bugs Bunny's brother, Buffle Buffles, <laughs> Buffle Buffles. <laughs> One of them was one great name. He's back in the sixties. <laughs> so I, I, dude, I don't, I don't even try anymore with these memes. It's just the name makes me laugh. So I, you know, it, it's funny because it's like I saw this thing. It was like, me, you know, like the the ten year challenge. It was uh, like you know, like, like what she looked like ten years ago. What she looked like, and it was like. Me, the meme version. It was like, from 10 years ago, it was a picture of like, Bad Luck Brian. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, um, stays up all night studying, studying for a test. Who's, you know, it's like, who's sleeping during the test, you know, what? Yeah. And it was like, it was like, a modern, it was like a modern, a modern day meme. 
But it was it was just like it was it was it was the equivalent of both in like both face. It was just like a picture of, of like a dripping faucet and it was like drippy dripper. And like, that was like a fucking like modern <laughs> modern means like, modern memes don't make any fucking like this like often doesn't make any sense. Like, Bodie like, McBoat face. Both in McBoat face is still the greatest contribution England has ever made to the world. But I remember like reading that and just laughing for five minutes straight. Just like Bolty <laughs> like Bolty McBoatface. <laughs> it's still I have to make that might be the funniest thing ever to ever to appear online. For anybody who has no context of this or because it happened maybe a year ago. No, but that was a look I was living in Dublin at the time, I think. That was at least okay, three so, years ago, I think. Right. I think so. So I guess I guess years ago they uh there was this um it was a research boat that was going to go out into the, into the antarctic and study you know obviously study the animal life and stuff like that and um they made the mistake of letting the internet name the vessel specifically the english okay yeah because it was an english boat an Eng- so yeah. they were letting the the british public vote on this on this boat yeah and overwhelmingly the number one winner was Boaty McBoatface. <laughs> and I have never been prouder to be English in my life. <laughs> Didn't they end up saying they were like, we're not naming the boat. I was like, fuck you, man, I won! Boaty McBoatface was the clear winner, you cowards! I think, didn't they say that they named one of the dinghies Boaty McBoatface just that's to, like, compromise? That's, no, that's not a compromise. That's not a compromise at all. That's I bullshit. Know. I know. That's why democracy doesn't work. Because some prick sitting at the top is just like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> Bastards. That was the beginning of the end. That was the beginning of the end. Fucking Bodie McBoatface. What could have been? Oof. You want to have an M's? What are you going to do? You want to have an M's? I got a few more teasers. You want to have an M's on mic? People get to hear you fucking eating. This isn't an ASMR video. You better hope that doesn't have a nice spider knife. I want it only listen. <laughs> Sorry, Robert. <laughs> Always makes me like I will. We will constantly reference him and say something. I'll forget about it, and then in like if they go, oh yeah, by the way, who texts us? But yeah, by the way, I do enjoy that thing you talked about. Like, <laughs> and I'm always like, what the fuck are you talking about? What, <laughs> what are you fucking what, mate? <laughs> Fucking spider! What are you talking about? Oh, the other thing, the other thing that I got uh, you guys at um, Jungle Gyms, uh, and and we have to wait because Aaron wants to do this together. Um, I got I got us those um, burger and fry gummy sandwich kits or <laughs> gummy candy kits. Have you never had those before? I've never had them before. So <laughs> she wants us. She wants us to try to make them on camera and see whose are more like photogenic. The big one, like the little, little one? Yeah, the little thing where you make the, the burger that's made out of candy and yeah. the, the pop and stuff, yeah. So I got, I got, because she wants to do it between the three of us. Um, we're going to do the burger one, and then I got Carrie um, the sushi one. Ugh, vegan. <laughs> Fish is vegan, right? Sure. <laughs> My favorite jokes on the Simpsons: Lisa falls in love with a vegan, 
And he goes, um, I'm a level five vegan. I don't eat anything that casts a shadow. Yeah. <laughs> Two pocket mulch. Pocket sand. Just a shot. Just a shot. Del Bribble. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you through my thought process real quick. Oh, this so, is scary. One of my favorite, one of my favorite Dale Gribble quotes is uh, he's talking about if you ever went to prison, and he goes, "For my last meal, I'll tell them to make me something with the world's uh, most, the world's rarest truffle. While they're looking for the world's rarest truffle, I'll dig myself out of prison." <laughs> My, and, my favorite. Oh, sorry, he's still going. But so that that leads to, um, my mom was watching the uh, Ted Bundy documentary last night on Netflix. And, yeah, on Netflix. I feel like that's horrifying. They were talking about the. Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad, and bad in like a like Jesus. Um, they were talking about the last the last meals, and um, which leads me to. <laughs> so Thursday, that's when that. Or well, I guess it would be would have been Friday. That documentary came out, and then also at the same time, the first trailer for that Zach Efron, Ted Bundy movie, the trailer dropped for that. Is that the Tarantino one, or are there, are there two different Ted Bundy movies coming? No, Tarantino is Marilyn Manson. Mom was like, oh, okay. Mom was like, um, no, not Mar- not Marilyn Manson. You're thinking of no, uh, um, uh, Charles Manson. Charles Manson. <laughs> Marilyn Manson. <laughs> <laughs> Quentin Tarantino Marilyn Manson movie. I was that. The beautiful people. <laughs> Um, but so it happened at the same time and <laughs> I got on Twitter and I said to myself, why the fuck is Ted Bundy trending on Twitter? <laughs> because I had no idea that either one of those things had come out. Did he get out of prison? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was, I was just like, I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Fucking Ted Bundy. Yeah. My favorite Del Gribble quote, it's, um, it's the one where like, he's... Dale has been um, been in so much contact with chemicals that he can't be exterminator anymore. It goes to him like in a doctor's office and it cuts to him having breakfast um, with Nancy and Joseph. And Nancy goes like, come on, sure, you know, you know, you can't uh, do that. He goes, I want to go to work. And then he's like, oh, come on, sure, you know, you can't do that anymore. Dale goes, I'm going to tell you what I told that doctor. I don't. I goes. I'm not gonna listen to you. You incompetent quack. <laughs> Just him going. You incompetent quack to his wife. I know the second one is. This is is a, is is a, it's a pretty dark dark gag. But when Luann's mother comes back and starts dating Bill, um, it she gets pretty abusive towards him. And there's a bit where they stand there like standing in the alley. And Bill has sunglasses. Somebody clearly has a black eye under the sunglasses. And I think someone goes like, you know, what's up with the glasses? And Bill goes, oh, you know, it's a, uh, it's an interesting story. I was, I was, you know, I was uh, in my garage and I fell over and I hit my head and I hit my face on the doorknob. And Bill Dells goes, wait a minute. How is that interesting? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I, always I stole that. In a, I stole that in, in a brain scratch. LP yeah, you one. told me. That. <laughs> Lewis is like, you know what's funny? Proud officer are not funny. I'm like, wait a minute, how's that funny? <laughs> I always love the uh, another one of my favorite Dale Gribble quotes is uh, when he says, "I've been teaching myself to sleep with my eyes open." 
damn it, my tired. <laughs> <laughs> this is little Toto. He's like, come on, give me a kiss. I'm not going till I get my kiss. I can wait all night. I can destroy you. <laughs> Um, what about the episode where he has the falcon? <laughs> and, and he, uh, he goes, he's like, all right, I want you to do a loop-de-loop. No, a reverse loop-de-loop. <laughs> and he takes the hood off and it just attacks Bill. <laughs> and then later on in the episode, he lets it go. And he can't, he's like, he's like, I'm still keeping the glove. Because it keeps my hand from warming my beer <laughs> and my beer from cooling my hand. And then there's a beat. And, and and Bill goes, what's your guy's favorite kind of sausage? <laughs> Chicken and apple? Uh, breakfast? Italian? And then the hawk comes <laughs> in and attacks him. And Dale goes, aw, he found his way home. <laughs> I love the one where it's... Um... But Bobby kicks Hank in the boobs. He's like, you know, get out of my yard. No, you didn't go in my purse. And Boo goes, I was I had a son to kick me in the balls. And Dale just kicks him in the balls. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> the last episode of the of King of the Hill. Not the last one they had. The last production episode. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's a very sweet um, last episode. That's the one where... You realize Bobby like knows a lot about meat and grilling, and it's like like they fight. The, the, Wait, the, the, that's that's not the last aired episode. The last aired episode is the one where Min goes away and Khan's depressed. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, hmm. but it's you, you. You can tell the meat one <clears throat> is um. <coughs> excuse me. Is the last episode because they they do a handful of things like it. Yeah. The whole thing in the episode, it, it's Hank and Bobby finally have a common ground. They yeah, finally yeah. share a thing. Oh, it, that's why that's that's why I was confused. I knew that that was the final episode. Yeah, yeah, no, I they, just didn't know that they, was... They add four more after that. Yeah. yeah. But that's because it's another thing. It's, they do things like um, you finally find out what Boomhauer's job is. He's a Texas Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> There's a thing where, like, um, Connie is, you know, at the end of Bobby and uh, and Hank, who Hank gets Bobby this like mini grill version of the one he has, so they can grill together. Like everyone in, in the neighborhood comes together, and like um, Connie, like uh, is like the study in, and Min's like, Let, you know, let's go steal hillbilly food. And Connie goes, oh, but, you know, I'm already, st- I'm, I'm studying. And then Kyle goes, oh, you know, what? take the night off. You're already, you know, he goes like, you're already three grades ahead. Take the night off. And I said, ah, oh. for once, Con isn't, you know, making his daughter work all the fucking time. We get to see. Boomhauer's job as a Texas Ranger. Which, as soon as that happens, it made me think there's an episode where, like, Boomhauer gets into, like, drag racing. And he gets into it by a police officer, like, pulls him over. And he's like, you know, you know, you think he's going to get a ticket. And he's like, well, if you can drive there, well, let's, you know, let's have a little race. But before he goes, the police officer, like, smacks, like, breaks his tail light and goes, you better fix that. I'm like, if is a fucking Texas Ranger... You'd be like, surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> it also it does a thing that I love it when shows do. They they end in a, in a mirror of how the first episode begins. So the very first episode of King of the Hill starts with like the they all in sky and it pans down to the house. Okay. And the, the final episode ends 
with like a shot of like every like all the main characters in in the backyard eating burgers and shit and having fun, and it pans up, and it has the same like Arlen Water Tower, and it plays and this is something I also like. It plays a version of of, of the intro theme, which the show never did. It plays like a nice like don don as the camera pans up. Yeah, um, Justice League. Justice League Unlimited did a very similar thing. In the second season of Justice League Unlimited, after the big Cadmus arc, they had a, a... The final episode of the season was called Epilogue. And it takes place in, in the... In like 10 years after Batman Beyond. And the big thing is, everyone knows this is a fucking spoiler alert. You find out through... No, like, nothing he did, but Terry McGuinness is, is actually Bruce Wayne's son. Through like they use the whole, the whole you know, they they use like nanotechnology and shit. Like, like, it, it's nothing Bruce did. Bruce had no idea, but like Terry McGinnis is his son. <clears throat> and the way it ends is Terry McGinnis as Batman. He's flying off into the Gotham sky. They play a nice rock version of the Batman animated series theme, and and she's in, in the sky. There's clouds everywhere, and there's a police blimp. And for the first time in ten years, or like in a while, Kevin Conroy forces a police officer goes and he goes like, "Hey, did you see that?" Which is the first episode of about the series on the wing starts with in the sky a police blimp, man bat flies past, and Kevin Conroy as a random cop goes, "Hey, did you see that?" Things like that kind of. Sound. But then of course, Justice League Unlimited was renewed for another season, so it kind of ruins the, yeah. uh, the bookend <laughs> nature of that of that season. Um, that episode's really good um, because also even though it's it's like completely doesn't make sense cameo Phantasm's in it which I fucking love like that's the first time she's been mentioned since Mask of the Phantasm damn good movie it's the best Batman movie yeah you know I think if I were to if I were to do a, a pointless YouTube top 5 Batman movies three of them would be animated yeah <laughs> Is one of them Under the Red Hood? Of course it is. Okay. But Mask of Phantasm, Under the Red Hood, I wouldn't even say Lego Batman movie. Hmm. Okay. And then The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. obviously. And I, I might even go for Batman Begins. You really like that movie. I really like Batman. I know it's because like, I think, you know, you ask any the average person, you know, ranked the, the Nolan trilogy, 99.999% of everyone is going to put Dark Knight first. Yeah. Um, but you know it's like I think and then I would say most people are going to put Dark Knight Rises second yeah don't get me wrong I like Dark Knight Rises mm-hmm. Dark Knight Rises is a fun movie it's just that and these are things that every fucking YouTube think piece has done in the past but they were just they were just kind of gaping story problems yeah. with Dark Knight Rises it's, I get it and for me I think it's it's a tad too long Rises yeah there, there's things like the um the, the police officer who, like, doesn't want to help. And at the end, you see he joins the cops and he gets killed. Like, that coward is pointless. Like, remove him from the movie. <laughs> he adds fucking nothing to the movie on any level whatsoever. But, you know, Rises is fun. But I, for whatever reason, I went through a phase where I would just watch Batman Begins on, on a loop. I would just watch it, like, over and over again. I just, hmm. I just really enjoy it. I think it's too slow. I, I just can't. Plus, I don't care for either the villains in it, I guess. 
Not really a huge Scarecrow fan or uh, Ra's al Ghul fan. I would say Scarecrow is his second. He's not the main oh, villain sorry. at all. Ra's al Ghul. Right. Well, the movie calls it Ra's, but Denny O'Neill would say it's Ra's. Which, I mean, if you want to get... If, you, if, if, if you're looking on the paper, I think most people would say Ra's al Ghul, but yeah. the animated series called him Ra's. Oh, did That's it? That's what I'm going to call him. All right, okay. Um, seeing it for the first time, I was like, you're saying the name wrong! It's Ra's al Ghul! Ooh. We're giving his name wrong! That trilogy, that's probably one of the... Uh, that's a damn good trilogy. Maybe the best superhero trilogy as well. Because I mean, Rise, Rise. I think Rise is worse than the first two, but it's not like fucking Spider-Man three levels of terrible. Oh yeah, for know? sure. Um, see, most, a lot of the superheroes they're like groups of four, like the original Batman movies, Superman movies. You know, I would probably say the Iron Man trilogy. I haven't watched two and three in in years. I know, I know a lot of people hate two, and I I can see why because it's bloated and it, it's got a bit too much world building for its own good. Um, I've only I only watched saw three once at the cinema. I really like I really like three. Yeah. Are you a fan of of the Mandarin twist? Mm, I think it's okay. I like that um, the thing about the thing about the Mandarin is not an exceptionally popular villain. In Iron, but Iron Man really doesn't have. Iron Man's not one of those heroes that has like a repertoire of villains that people really like go to. Let's be honest. Outside of Batman and Spider Man, no like single superhero from DC or Marvel has has a a rogues gallery filled with multiple mem- like pretty much every single one of Spider Man and Batman's villains, mm-hmm. like like mainstream villains, or like fucking people know them. True. Like, with Superman, it's like, people know Lex Luthor. Yeah. You know? And it's like, people, some people might know Brainiac. Yeah. But, you know, and but if you've got someone who's just maybe just watched, like, the live-action movies, no one's gonna fucking know, like, Bizarro. Nobody's gonna know or, like, Bizarro. Weather or... Wizard. Toy Man. Oh, that's Flash. Oh, yeah. The animated series made him a Superman villain. Why, so for some reason, I always associate him now with, with Superman. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, or like Toy Man. I would say the closest would be probably be Flash, because I think the Rogues are pretty popular. Flash is probably yeah, Captain like, Cold, Weather Wizard, uh, Mirror Master, Rod. Gorilla Grodd. Um, Who's Ultra Humanoid's villain? There's too many smart monkeys. Ultra Humanoid is Flash. Flash too. as well. Yeah, he's too like he's too like too gorilla, smart. Gorilla. Yeah. He's like. Come on, guys! Like, put some more effort into this, DC. Yeah. Um, there's what? There's also Reverse Flash and Professor Zoom. The Flash is a history of like double villains. Like, why does he have two evil, fast versions of himself? So I thought I, I forgot. Uh, I reminded Aaron of this. This um, wanna, have you ever seen Daddy Daycare? The, no. the Eddie Murphy. Movie? I know that I haven't seen it. Okay, so um, there's this guy. Who comes into the movie? And I, I guess he used to work where the the the, the, the two main characters worked, and um, he's kind of a dork, so the kids can like relate to him because he likes a lot of like, obviously likes like comic books and yeah. stuff. And um, there's this kid in the movie. One of the characters is just this kid who's constantly dressed like the Flash. From the and, poster, I remember him from the poster. Okay. Yeah. So um, there's this part where he's talking to the kids, and the kids like, kids like, I want to fight the Joker, and he's like. No, buddy, you're, you're the Flash. You don't want to be fighting 
uh, Captain Cold, uh, Gorilla Grodd, uh, Mirror Master. <laughs> and he's like, Lex Luthor? And he goes, no, no, no. <laughs> what a dumb fucking villain. Mirror Master. Dude, I love Mirror Master. He's such a stupid villain. <laughs> you can jump in and out of mirrors. Like, what yeah. the fuck kind of movie is that? That's so I dumb. Know. It is dumb. The trickster. The trickster, yeah. The poor, the, the like, the, I know that some people like to say like the poor man's version, but it's just the broke man's Joker. Like, the trickster, I'll, if it wasn't for the fact that Mark Hamill's played him pretty much everywhere. He played him on the original Flash TV show, the new one. He played him in the DCAU. I'm not sure if Trix has appeared outside of, of those. Look, I think he appeared on Justice League action, but Mark Hamill also voiced him there. Hmm. And it's like, I fucking love the scene in Justice League Unlimited where like the Flash just speaks to him in a bar. That is like one of my favorite moments of just like a like a superhero show mm-hmm. where Flash is like come on James like you're in the suit again like come on man <laughs> and then, then they, they go to leave and it's like um, Bat- it's, it's Flash Batman and Orion one of the new gods and Orion's like you know what about your foe and Flash like, oh yeah hey dude finish your drink and turn yourself in and he goes copy again Flash <laughs> what are you looking at I'm just looking at Flash villains <laughs> Um, is Kenneth Frost Flash or did the or did the Flash show co-opt her from Superman? I think Killer Frost might be more of a Batman or not Batman. Killer Frost might be a Superman villain. Hmm. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of characters. Captain that, Boomerang. Captain Boomerang. You're right. Yeah. So if I see uh, Fancy Suicide Squad, more people would be aware be aware of. True. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, Flash probably is probably like like number three. True, but I would say like I would still put a few like spaces between. You know, like who who says number one? Batman. I think I think Batman might be number one. Batman if, is for sure number one, just for the Joker. Yeah, and then Spider Man is number two. Oh, but, yeah. but I would say they're pretty close. Mm-hmm. But then imagine this on like a big a big. What the fuck am I saying? Imagine this on, on a Connect Four board. We ignore some spaces, and then three is a flash. True. Who would be fourth then? I think the Legion of Doom. But that's not one specific I know, villain. I know. You know. I mean, I mean, that's why Spider Man's so good. The Sinister Six. I can't think outside of Batman, and maybe the Flash. I can't think of one other superhero who has six like, iconic villains. Solid villains, yeah. Like you know, like. I, who? I yeah, I think you're right. X Men doesn't. I, oh, I, the Rogues, the Flash villain group. Yeah, how, how many? How many is in there? I, thought, I think it's usually five. I thought the, I thought the Rogues were just. What the Rogues were? Was it Mirror Master, Captain Cold, Captain, Captain Boomerang, Trickster? Was it only those he, three? I can't remember what. In Justice League Unlimited, the Rogues were those four. Oh, okay. But yeah, I'm not sure, but um. But yeah, you know, I like I Wonder Woman is what a cheetah, cheetah, cheetah. Like who else is like a Wonder Woman? Like I guess Ares. To go yeah, to the they're the god, godlike villains. Like uh, the Green Lantern has Sinestro. I mean, Sinestro's Sinestro. a good villain, but like that's it. Sa- Sapphire. 
Well, I guess his, oh, his yeah, character yeah. was like the evil version of how Jordan's fiance, or yeah, his ex fiance. Which like, uh, who's the flame? Who's the, the, the Green Lantern fight? I mean, that's why they invented all the other cores. I mean, like, that's why I don't want to, like, X-Men have, obviously, X-Men has, like, really good, like, evil mutants, but I, I think that's a bit, because X-Men is, like, they're, they're like, it's a team, though, I don't think you can count True. it yeah. the same way as, like, I think Superman has decent villains, but, like... I think the X-Men have, the X-Men have, like, cult iconic villains, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, everybody knows Magneto. But as an extension to that, it's kind of like, everybody knows Magneto, but then you kind of have to, like, you have to know some stuff about comics before you get into, like, your Dark Phoenixes, your Mr. Sinisters, your Mojos. Well, I'm, so, your... I'm like, just now, just if we if we just go by the ones used in pop culture, I think Save a Two for Mistake. True, enough, but I mean, I would, I, would, I would count those underneath. Mysterio, because they're usually part Magneto. of the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Magneto. I know Mysterio's your favorite villain, Theodore, but not everyone works for him in the Marvel Universe. Um, you would count them underneath Magneto, because they're usually part of the Brotherhood, the Brotherhood of Evil. Is, is their full name the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants? Yeah. That's the dumbest fuck. Just call it the Brotherhood, man. Like, we're the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Well, I mean, that's... That I mean that would that's a that's a stand thing for you I guess. But I'm like Magneto doesn't see himself as evil. It's such a dumb fucking I know, name. I know. Well, it might be what it might be what the the X Men called them. It's even worse. Like say, I'm Professor X. We're gonna fight the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> if we have an X, that means we're good guys. We're the good ones. They have beef for bad. B for Big Yoshi. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to phone them around your name. We're going to call the police. Okay, thank you. Bye. <laughs> Can you go to Google? Type in Big Yoshi. You see that, see that picture? Yoshi. <laughs> that, that's Wait. what it sounds like. Can you see the picture of Big Yoshi? <laughs> you see the picture? Yeah. Hey, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch Donkey's new video. <laughs> on that note, I think we'll... Okay, uh, bye. We'll call it a day. Um, so I'm in FDA. I already said bye. I'm not saying anything else. Shut up. You free next week? Probably. 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 Boy! Goodbye. And... Boy! You know what I was thinking of the other day? What's that? Boop! Oh! Oh! So that's just the maple I says. Oh! Too bad, just made it! <laughs> Blows up! Shadow, please behave yourself. I have no character motivation. <laughs> Wait. Where am I? <laughs> <laughs>